beautiful. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's fairly well. How are you doing? You just got off of a stuck train, so not great. I'm, I was a grumpy frog, and now I'm a happy frog. Good. That's what I like to hear. Welcome um, to Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> happy to be here. As was pointed out to me tonight, we live about as far as it's possible to live from each other. We live really far apart. It's, yeah. We're in a long-distance relationship. We're like Romeo and Juliet. We have shared custody of our equipment. It's we just true. pass it back and forth. I know. It's like who it's a sort of like a, every week it's a game. Uh, who, indeed. Who, where? Who can keep... Okay. Doesn't Miranda look like um, a dummy or a man mannequin? It's a weird... I think they photoshopped part of it weirdly. It makes me very uncomfortable. Really? I think she looks kind of good. Really? really? It looks like uh, she doesn't have any like expression it's very lines scary. on her face she doesn't, also, also it doesn't fake look, to me it doesn't look like tony and me and grammy award winner cynthia nixon as i know her <laughs> um, something about the eyes something about the eyes um i feel like i haven't seen you in i know months when did i see you last when we recorded last wednesday my tuesday Oh, yeah, when we watched, um, we got sushi and watched Anastasia. Oh, my God. Also, remember how I told that story about how I thought I lost my um, Metro card on Halloween and I didn't? No. Well, I played myself because then I lost it the day after we recorded the podcast. For oh, real. No. I know. I um, thought I lost my movie pass. And my friend Lauren took a video of me talking to myself about the the ramifications of what, me losing my movie pass. <laughs> And it's really embarrassing, and I need to control myself. <laughs> well, as long as the video is well, what happened? Had you keep. lost it or not? No, I found it. Okay. I have it. I have it. So the video is just just exists out there now. It was just me, like being like, "Oh, Brooke!" <laughs> like I, I like address myself by name. Of course, you in do. disappointment. Beautiful. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Should we just go? Yeah. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Bridget. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Splat, the podcast, where me, Bridget, and me, Brooke, talk about sex in the city, 20 years later, and 10 years younger. Yay! We've just permanently flipped the end now, but I feel fine about it. I don't ever remember it doing No, it I, no, I like it. I think this is our thing now. I think three seasons in, we're nailing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many months? April, May, June, July, August. We came out in March, right? September. October. We're in our eighth month. We're almost ready to give birth. Wow. We've been gestating for so long. Who knows what will birth? The third Sex in the City movie? Definitely not. Definitely not. Not as Kim Cattrall has anything to say about it. Probably for good reason. And mm. we are back with uh, a guest. We have a guest. Hi, guys. Yay. Hi, Lucy. Hello. Lucy Teitler, writer extraordinaire. Hi. Welcome to Splat. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am. I couldn't be more excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, when Lucy, it's truly an honor. Lucy and I were at an opening like a month ago, mm-hmm. and Lucy was very excited to be on Splat. And I'm, I, Lucy has good stories. I begged you to be on beg. it. Oh, please, you didn't. Beg. Well, I was joking, guys. <laughs> God, why? Why are we even Off here? Off to a good start. Um, very good. excited. Um, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, I'm tell me. Um, tell me how you guys know each other. Okay, just to bring the whole circle together, I will have everyone <laughs> involved in engagements on this podcast. Um, and Lucy wrote it. Incredible! Mm. I saw it twice. I that's so cool. I know I, did. I didn't know that until I came over here. Yep, I loved engagements. It. I could have. I should have brought copies. I like to give them <laughs> like party favors. I ordered. I would have taken one. That's amazing. You ordered fifty. Mm-hmm. That's great. You Just take mom. a few wherever you go. Yeah. No, I, I really do like to. The other day, um, well, I don't want to get sidetracked. 
No. Please, we're here to get sidetracked. <laughs> well, a friend of mine, um, you know Leah Nanako Winkler, the playwright? Nope. Anyway, she posted this thing online. She was like, you know, um, she was like, you guys, this downtown, I went out on a date with this downtown New York playwright and he gave me a copy of his play <gasps> as a present. And I oh, was like, ha ha, I would do that. <laughs> like, I was like, I have done that. That's like that thing <laughs> I, I was that. saying when we were talking about, like if you were, when you have sex with someone, if you were to give them like a souvenir. Oh yeah. What would it be? Would yours be a copy of a play that you wrote? I mean... I, I guess it wouldn't just would be, it but is. it is. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. I've got in a box in my apartment. That's amazing. Um, oh, do you have you figured yours out yet? No. Hmm. Uh, Maybe it's like a small bag of Cheeto puffs. Wait, or I like, think I said one. Or like a last. little like nug. Uh, maybe. I said, I said, I gave an answer when we talked about this the first time. So it's there if I ever go back to remember. Do you think Jason Mraz would give away one of his homegrown avocados? I sure hope so. <laughs> Nothing would be better. I hope so. Um, the craziest thing happened to me last night. Tell me. I already told you. Okay, yeah. Um, so I went to see oh, people, yep. people, places, and things. And um, at, at St. By yourself? St. Is house. Yes. It's important to note <laughs> that I like bought this ticket <laughs> yesterday morning because my day opened up and I was like, I'm going to take myself out to the theater. I'm going to have a night alone. It's going to be so nice. I'm going to be able to cry. I did think the play was about depression and it's actually about drugs and alcohol, which is less of an issue mm, for mm-hmm. me. So I didn't actually cry, um, even though the play was like very intense. And I'm like, I get to the theater. I run into my friend from camp. I'm like, what a nice surprise on this beautiful <laughs> night by myself. I am in the bathroom and my ex-boyfriend's mom walks by. And I'm like, oh, no. Great. Okay. I didn't say hi or she didn't see me because I was in winter disguise. Um, and, <laughs> and then I'm going to my seat. And not only was my ex-boyfriend there, but they were actually seated next to me. So I had to spend oh, no. I had to spend all of the pre-show and all of intermission talking to my <laughs> my ex-boyfriend's mom. And you were alone, so you were basically with them. You oh, had to be. The whole gang was back together oh, again. God. Was thank God the seating was him, his mom, me. Right. I was just so like, none of your expectations actually came true. Not about the content. I didn't get to cry. I didn't get to have a peaceful it night. It could alone. be good that you didn't cry given your company. Oh, I, I would was, agree. I felt myself being <laughs> VVV tense. Yes. <laughs> that certainly changes an experience to it say the was, least. It was intense in, on, in, in that, uh, in, I don't know. Yep. Intense. I was just like, that's seen. That's amazing that you were seated right next to them. Isn't that's that really, crazy? how many really seats crazy. are in that theater? Do you think? Um, like five hundred. <laughs> Wild. It was like two Miguel Cazizels. Mm-hmm. So two uh, hundred, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I still don't know how to say that thing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like destiny. Does it? Yeah. Do you guys want to get back together now? A hundred percent. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's know, your relationship with his mother though? Oh, so good. I love her so much. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. He. I barely made eye contact with him. Good. Anyway, not not relevant to this episode. Not not ways. relevant to this episode. That's true. This episode is, uh, I think, a little problematic, if you ask me. Parts of it, certainly. There's um, one storyline that I just couldn't believe was happening. Do you have any updates on your life? Updates on my life? Um, What'd you do? Any exciting thing happened since I saw you last? Are you... Am I forgetting something? Or are you just no, this genuinely isn't a asking questions? Oh, I'm like, what have I forgotten? Um, I went to Poughkeepsie, which was great. Mm-hmm. My sister ran the marathon on Sunday, which was insane. Yeah, her oh, sister cool. came back from like a month, month long road Travel, trip. Just yeah. and was like, I'm gonna run the marathon. Brooke, 
was like, was she training? I was like, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. And her. she, it was way harder than the first time she did it. And she beat her time by like 10 minutes. It wow. was just harder? That. Yeah. Do you think it's because she's vegan? No, she didn't think so. She had like a hip problem. Oh. She's very into the vegan. I don't they know. They have lots of supplements. Mm. Um, but she is amazing. And that was really fun to see. And like I, um, my friend Avi had got tickets from his boss to like the VIP finishing section. So we just for two hours, like screamed at the runners and cheered for them, not screamed at, but like screamed for cheered for them right by the end. And it's funny because they had a bunch of them will put their names on their shirts so people can yell for them. Mm -hmm. And a couple of women came, there were like people rotating out beside us. And after listening to me for like three minutes, be like, go Genevieve or like yeah Scott one of the women turned around and was like so you know all of these people <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was so like funny. I have said 50 names in the last three <laughs> minutes no but it was very funny um and I read a book I loved in like two days I'm so excited for you what yeah book? I missed it well I start. I got like 20 pages into it two weeks ago you yeah. know and then picked it up again it's um the the new Philip Pullman book book of dust which is the prequel to um the golden compass his dark materials trilogy just like favorite 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 childhood books that hold up as an adult he's like amazing and after 17 years he's written the prequel well and it's gonna be a trilogy also i'm very excited opposite of harry potter and the cursed child um yes it is the opposite of that i'm reading secret history by i love that book donna tart donna tart yeah yep what about you Luz? did you have a good week (laughs) yeah i've I've been having a great week yeah thank you for asking of Mm -hmm. course that's a Um, great day alex wiseman congratulations on your jeff award truly he won you're a star hand to god we're very proud of you at splat lucy how long have you lived in new york well i was born here in new york Mm-hmm. But I haven't lived here. I've lived here actually kind of really inconsistently my whole life because we moved when I was a kid. I've been here, I would say I've been here for four years now, this stint. Cool. But I've been here most of my life. Have you lived in Brooklyn that whole time? Yes. Cool. And, and then before that, I don't know. You know what? It's such a hard question for me. It's uh, like, to, right. it's one of these questions that's so simple mm-hmm. and and yet I'm still going. But yeah. you're a lifetime New Yorker, it sounds yeah. like. Really. I basically, I lived here forever. Yeah. Cool. And for four years. Right. But really forever. Right. right. Forever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once a New Yorker, always a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is your relationship to Sex in the City? Mm. I, okay, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure I watched Sex in the City live the first time. Yeah. I don't think, because... I mean, that's just how you did it. You would watch it every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's like weird. It's like, it's kind of how we are forced to watch it because I said this last week. I was like, it's so weird to have to wait a week for me to watch TV shows. And then we were like, oh, that's how TV worked forever. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's my relationship to it though. I was a teenager when it was on and there was this kind of sense that it was really stupid and bad. Like everyone loved it. Right. But it was like, oh God, it's so no one's life is like this it's so over the top and then fair critiques <laughs> not wrong. for sure but um but i mean but at the same time it was as it was like on monday you would just talk about it everyone right had watched it. right and um i love that and it defined 
a lot of people's attitudes, I think, towards what dating in New York would be like. Yeah, but yeah. the people were so much older. Right. So much older than I was right. then. Even and, than we are now, and it feels like so unattainable. Mm-hmm. And like the difference between like the, what was expected of you when you were 25, 20 years ago versus what's expected of you at 25 now. And you're, I know, not 25. Well, what's really fascinating to me about watching it is that I, the first time I watched it, I was a teenager. Now I'm like basically their age. Yeah. And um, I, I watched it. A few two years ago, I watched the first season with um, with Louisa Prosky, who directed the first production of Engagement. Oh, cool! We watched it, and um, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually a really great show." I mean, I think partly when you're a teenager, or at least the kind of pretentious teenager I was, anything that's pop <laughs> right. culture, you're sort of like, "Oh, this is bad." Yeah, yeah, of um, course. I was like, "Wow, I I didn't realize how good this was." Um, and I also had really different impressions of the characters. Yes. And so I, the only thing I'd watched of Sex in the City until I watched this episode two nights ago, since I watched it live on TV, pretty much was the first season two years Oh, ago. wow. So, yeah. So it's not like you have it all like fresh in your head. Well, I remember it well. Yeah. yeah it's a, it that. makes a quite an impression. Mm-hmm. I have two questions for you. Okay. One, Aiden Burger Big. Is this a sec, a fuck, marry, kill? Oh, yes. But also what team are you on? Oh, God. I mean, Carrie has the worst taste in her. She's awful. <laughs> I like you already. Ooh, but now I want to do Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think here's the way that I always like to approach these things. And this is how I feel about my friend's love lives. And it's how I feel about Carrie's love life. <laughs> she wants big. Right. Big is the one that she loves. So I want big for her. Huh. You know? I mean, hmm. so. But for you? It, it, I mean, I. <laughs> none of them <laughs> i well the the episode where to me steve, aiden what if i throw steve in mm. i saw a tweet the other day that said that steve was the best guy on sex in the city and I, I had to like look at it and and really consider because i felt that it was being posted in the context of harvey weinstein and all these sex sexual assault um hmm. allegations yeah and um and I, and I could, I think, I thought it was a sort of a feminist approach. Like Steve is the best guy because he has the most respect for Miranda and they have mm-hmm. the most equal relationship. And I, I just kind of stared at it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I stared at it for a long time and I couldn't quite even begin to process it. I, my favorite guy on Sex and the City is probably Harry. Harry. Yeah. I'd say Charlotte has the best oh. boyfriends. What? I also like Trey. Trey is trash, but <laughs> that makes sense Trey based yet. on like your upbringing. <laughs> I feel like I feel yeah. like I feel like Trey is like what was expected of like nine totally. year old Lucy, <laughs> totally. well, or more like twelve or thirteen year year old Lucy. <laughs> but to me, I'm like it makes perfect sense. Like obviously, you think you have to be with Trey, and in the end, you're with Harry. Like that's mm. that's uh, life. I'm excited. I can't Bridget, wait to meet Bridget all these characters. Oh, I do know okay. who Harry is, though. Yeah, I think I've definitely seen, seen episodes with him in it. Um, okay. Cool. And then my other question is, which lady are you? Hybrids welcome. <laughs> well, wait, didn't you text me about yeah, this? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I, uh, so I was thinking about this. The one person that I definitely am not, even though I really do like her a lot, is Carrie. Even though you're a writer. You were the yeah. first person who said that, that definitively, and I love it. Because I think Carrie's intended people feel like they must kind of 
you know, associate with her. There are reasons. De- no, definitely. I just mean for a lot of people. No, I love Carrie and I would want her to be my friend, but I, I don't find, she doesn't usually take my part in the arguments. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I feel like I would have always, I would have thought that I was Miranda before I actually really gave it some thought. I would have been <laughs> like, well, you know, I, um, I'm a writer, like that could go to Miranda being a lawyer. But I was like, you know what? It's not true. Because the roles that I take with my groups of friends are one, trying to get them to have more sex. I love it. Trying to set up, trying to be like facilitate. Oh, what a good friend to have. And that, so that's kind of a, sort of a Samantha thing, even though I I really am not like that at all, which is why I told you I was a hybrid Samantha and Charlotte. Because I like Charlotte's guys the best. And I love the way... Charlotte knows what she, I feel like Charlotte and Samantha both kind of know what they want. I think they know who they are. I don't think they know what they want. Okay, that might be right. Well, then that would, that could easily apply to me. <laughs> or you, or you flip it, or you just say you don't know who you are and you don't know what you want. Do you think you're a Samantha with a Charlotte rising or a Charlotte with a Samantha rising? I Definitely think Charlotte with, with a Samantha, Samantha rising. rising. That makes sense. For I love side. that you're a Charlotte. <laughs> Me too. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, it's so surprising. No, but I but love that you're a Charlotte Samantha too, because that's like that's a what fun a, one. yeah. Well, I know a couple of, of those. Coin. We know a couple of Charlotte Samanthas. Yeah, probably. I also have a question for you, which is. Of all your, like, New York living, mm-hmm. have there been something that felt like, oh, my God, this is such a Sex in the City moment? Like, something that happened to you personally? Or relationship? there have or... been so many things. Yeah? I mean, well, when I was in college, I had an internship at the New York Observer. Mm. And it... The that way... alone is very Carrie. Yes. Oh, no uh, oh, that was very Carrie, because that's where... Um, the writer Candace and the... Bushnell's column was. Oh, was it? Yeah. crazy. And, and it was... I know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was very, that's actually probably why it was so Sex in the City to me. But one of the ways that we would decide, oh, this was a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> and no, I'm just trying to paint this picture for you. And <laughs> it was the summer of 2003, the summer that like Gawker began. Mm-hmm. So it was like that long ago. Cause I, and, um, and the New York Observer was still in a townhouse on the Upper East Side, and they every Tuesday, Whoa. every Tuesday night they would arrange the newspaper physically. They would move the front page oh, around, cool, and then and lay it out, and then cool. put it out. It was really cool, and so it all it was. I think it was the last year it was there. Uh huh. So it all had this really old world New York vibe to it, and then if you and so our jobs as interns were pretty much proofreading and fact checking. But if you wanted to write pieces, you would have to dig around for assignments. And one of the best way to di- ways to dig around was to hang out by the fax machine and see what press releases were coming Whoa. through for events. Cool. And then you could go to anything and be like, I'm with the New York Observer and they would let you in. And so I went, oh to, a, I went to a few kind of ba- parties that are basically just a lot of PR reps and there's really no party there. But yeah. I would have my little reporter notepad and I would be like asking around and one time I went to one and one time I went to one at the Natural History Museum that oh, had fun. chocolate martinis oh my and that gosh. was probably the most sex in the city moment I ever had yeah I was amazing. in college so oh that must have been amazing mm-hmm. wow that's a great great story for that yes yeah, so that. far you're killing killing it. the stories yes. <laughs> 12 out of 10 baby <laughs> um should we um get started should we hop in so this is the attack of the five ten women. 
five foot ten woman. How tall are you two? I'm five ten, so I was really I was excited wondering about when you this. came in. Yeah, I'm five eight. And I am a humble five three. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Stair steps. Um and they talk a lot about how they're upset that they're being that they're that they're not five foot ten. And I am <laughs> very pleased with my height. Only because they're confronted with someone who is. But also um carrie starts this episode off talking about how new yorkers love brunch and i was like plopability a hundo hundo piece you can so brunch eggs in the afternoon yep. and, there's and there's alcohol i love a bloody mary are you more of a bloody mary or mimosa girls bloody mary depends on what i'm feeling mm, i hate Often, orange juice so. oh as long as it doesn't have pulp in it honestly i'm a gross baby okay so they're going through the Sunday New York Times, the sports section for the ladies, the engagement announcements or Which the marriage announcements. My friend Avi reads every week, so shout out. Really? Yeah, it's like his Sunday morning. Ho- I mean, he reads the all most the of the Times, paper, but yeah. yeah, but that's his like favorite. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. Mm-hmm. One is that the oldest woman is 27 that's getting married, so they're all like 24, which is very uh, hurts my tummy. Hold on a second, Same. though. Have you looked at the New York Times wedding announcements lately? No, I've they- seen a few. That is actually, I don't think, that different. Really? They're, because they've, there are often Maybe it's people, because of, like, type, uh, class, uh, class structures, too. You know, that, like, maybe some of these are women who... Younger, rich women are more likely to get married young. Rich women. Maybe. Like, like come, who come from fam- family money. Maybe. Um, mm. I think it's interesting that Miranda is the only one with a boyfriend right now. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so, um... They also talk about how the specific one they're reading in which the bride is 24 says that until recently she had a job at XYZ and they're talking, they're make jokes like until recently she had a life of her own. Mm-hmm. Like she's giving it up to just recently, be a wife. Recently she gave a shit about Which honestly is, is, it's funny because like Charlotte wants to be married so badly. You could assume that about her. But I think part of the implication here is that like Charlotte wouldn't be one of those women and that she right. does take her job really seriously. Yeah, but I think they all do. Right. I mean, they're all making fun of it. But Charlotte specifically could be that woman, but she's not. When I watched this scene, I was thinking about how it seems so long ago, that discussion. But at the same time, I kind of wonder if it's partly just that I'm in such a different demographic now. Right. Do you know? Because I I do think, I mean, they really, they got on a great phrase, the until recently. Because I Mm -hmm. feel like I've had that Mm -hmm. conversation Mm -hmm. before where you're like, for real totally they quit their job it's not even like they're having a baby they're just getting married they quit their jobs so that why right that why so that (laughs) um and they make a joke about the roman numeral guys and Mm -hmm. so like all the men i have a story about this uh, let's talk about it carrie's like they wear roman numeral guys and his whoever the guy is is like charles johnson the fourth um so my friend emily's sister dated a guy for a while whose name is tj just take a guess what that stands for (laughs) TJ, Thomas James. Great guess. Stands for the third J. Literally the third J. Mm -hmm. Wait. That's his name. His dad was. Third J? It's technically the third J. So is it It's just TJ? No, it's just TJ. Wait. But, but there's a third I'm, T. I, there, no, I need I I need I assume, so much more information. <laughs> I assume I, I this is this second is I, I you know what I don't want to be presumptuous, but I think you got punked here. No, oh no no <laughs> no no. Let me show you a let me show you a photo of, the, of this guy if I can find one because you'd believe there's his no name photo is. that will match this story. <laughs> no, I listen. I'll I'll I I will vouch for this. Okay, this friend. 
Okay. And she was dating because apparently she lost her mind when she found out. She was like, <laughs> I can't be dating. The third J. That's crazy. Because his dad was, it, 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 he's like very Southern. J-A-Y-J? And so it's just colloquial. I, I'm assuming it's J-A-Y. That's the only thing that makes sense. So his dad was, the, I guess, the second J. But they literally just ended up calling him the third oh, J. Oh, I see. So his nickname was TJ because he was no, the like third No, like he's J. a Roman numeral guy. He's from a line of J's. Okay, I understand. But, so they ended oh. up calling him the third J. Oh, I get well, it. That's okay. not his actual, that's not <laughs> no, actually that's, his name. That's what I thought. That's why I was His name is not. He wasn't like out. on his birth certificate. It's right. not the third J. I think it might be with the way the story was told to me. Because I think what happened was... Then he's not a Roman numeral guy. For him to be a Roman numeral guy, he would have to be like... Yes, but my point is he is Jay the Third. It just became twisted and they just fucking named him this. I don't like it. Okay. Well, well I'll I'm say sorry this. for my upsetting story. I'll say, say it. This. Say it. Tell me. So I went to private school on the Upper East Side of New York City. So I was just kind of like inundated with this whole Upper East Side sex in the city world really suddenly. And kind of, and um, I remember looking at this invitation I'd gotten for a middle school dance for a charity. And they would have the people on the committee on the back. And there were all these boys with Roman numeral names. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, I couldn't believe it. That it yeah. was real. It yeah. seemed like a... Yeah, it's crazy. But rich people do crazy things. Rich people do crazy things. Um, I think it's funny. They talk about how upset women get over the marital status of strangers. Mm-hmm. Which, like, you know, is not... It's still true. I think people do that. But, like, how different this whole scene is with social media. Yes. So so the the climax of this, mm-hmm. this first scene is that Big and Natasha have gotten married and their marriage announcement is in this New York Times. Charlotte very sweetly tries to like close the mm-hmm. paper up. She's a terrible liar. <laughs> and there and, they are. Big size. And so like, you know, that's the that's the equivalent. I just feel like it would have happened sooner. Right. And she wouldn't have found out right here with all of her friends or probably not. No. Or she would have seen it herself. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so... Right, she would have seen it herself one night, and then maybe beforehand she would have seen Instagrams that they were together. I mean, if you really put it down to... Yeah. Although I guess Big is older, he probably wouldn't be Instagramming, but... No, well, no but Natasha would be. Right. And you know she'd be, she'd be tagging that. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Crazy Ex... Do you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No. There's a, a song that they do about where they spend like 24 hours stalking the new girlfriend's Instagram. <laughs> two of the ex-girlfriends. It's really funny. It's exactly that. It gets crazy this season. I know. I haven't watched yet. I can't watch things until they're fully out, you know? So Carrie and Charlotte go back to her apartment and what the fuck is Carrie wearing? I said, Carrie, these pants. She's wearing like plaid blue pants. I know, but look at her body though. Always. It's unbelievable. It's always, but look at her body. She looks amazing. And that's what this episode is sort of about too. Yes. Because she's a dancer. Like Sarah Jessica Parker has like a dancer's Mm -hmm. body. And Charlotte looks like such a cute little muffin right now. (laughs) I love her. I want that sweater on my body. And she's like, you know what, Carrie, I'm coming. She comes over. She like takes the time. She's like, you know what? Let's just read it together. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I know what you're going to do. You're going to read it and you're going to cry and you're going to feel bad. Yeah, and she's very, very protective sweet, and sweet. Which is funny because they often coddle Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So it's like nice to see. And this one-on-one friendship happens a lot in this episode and it's so nice. I like the Charlotte-Carrie friendship. 
They're um, sweet. And this is so funny. This is totally something I would do. One, either party of this. Charlotte yeah. like reads bits aloud and Carrie like reacts to them. Yeah, it's a great friendship scene. Yeah. There's only 50 people at the wedding. It's very small. It's Is that the thing? If you're invited to the engagement party, are you not necessarily invited to the wedding? Definitely not. I don't know anything about weddings. Different events. Hmm. Um, an engagement really, party, I think, is literally just an anyone in your life celebrate with you kind of thing. It's really sad. Like, everything's like, oh, well, Natasha's running the show and Big's along for the ride. And then and then there's one detail about it, which is the saxophone music that Natasha walked down the aisle to. And Carrie's like, that's Big's influence. The thing that seems like it comes from a different era about this to me is the idea that Big just sort of picked up a wife. Yes. And I know that, that this can still happen, uh-huh. but it seems like it really is a 20th century definition of marriage as just having something kind of almost like getting the new furniture or buying a right, new it's house a, like a yeah. checklist item. yeah and you and you really feel in this scene it does such a good job of showing that you know what carrie knows which is that big may have chosen to marry natasha but he still kn- he knows carrie better than he knows right. natasha right that they like when she's sort of like oh i bet natasha planned all of this it's kind of like do they even know each other or are they just playing these roles of husband and wife yeah. right just to do it mm-hmm yeah. And she like has a, immediately Carrie has this like huge inferiority complex towards Natasha. She's talking like everything. She feels worthless. Like her column, which she I feel like is normally so proud of, is suddenly like just a dirty sex column they run next to penal ads, you know? Yeah. It's She's, really it's it's not doing great sorry, things for her head. Penal implants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excuse me. But um and she cries, and it's really sad, and it's really beautiful, and Sarah Jessica Parker is a good actress. Yeah. <laughs> she is. I thought that during this scene, actually. Me too. But I don't know about you guys. I was just like, I can't believe she has an inferiority complex next to I Natasha. Know. This is so sad what women do to I each know. other. This Carrie's whole a real episode, person. This whole episode, I'm like. sad, yeah. But isn't it weird how, like, women are so quick to, like, both have an inferior, like, for the next, the next girl or the next boy, like, mm-hmm. you know, depending on who you are. Like, there's an, both an inferiority complex to the new one and also, like, a feeling of, like, better. I'm better than them. Mm-hmm. Like, or, like, I know the other person better. I'm. It's a, just like yeah, a, she's trash, and why, why is he settling for trash? And I'm trash. Right, well, it feels like a statement on her. It feels mm-hmm. like, oh, that's what he wanted all along, mm-hmm. and so I was a failure because I wasn't that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I... And she has this... She Even at the end, too, she talks about how she would, she'd would never be this, like, perfect woman like Natasha. She's, I'll get there. We, like, can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. What a weird she, it's so, way you that, think about... That, yeah, it's very dumb. That anyway, whole we'll get scene to I have a complaint about that we'll get to. I can't wait for Well, the complaint. one thing... Okay, should we wait? But let me just... Say it. Well, it does seem like it's not just Carrie because it's also big. Mm -hmm. He has these ideas about what he wants for his life and Natasha fits that role. Yeah, because she doesn't, she's not a, she's not going to get in, she's not complicated. She's not going to, he's going to be able to do what he wants without having any pushback with Natasha. And have a beautiful woman there all the same. Right. He just wants to be in a town and country spread. Yeah. And so the fact that Carrie is feeling bad about it is is somewhat justified because she has been being judged on this yeah. set of standards right. that she doesn't she mean said, this to This is even. what you wanted. Right. And, and I, after all that, too, I didn't live up to it somehow. And right. And I do feel like part of her anguish is kind of like, well, I don't want to be that anyway, but you right. wanted me to be it right. and I want you. And so she's caught in the middle of that. Yeah. Totally. It's very relatable. Just really quick back to the social media thing. Do you think that having social media would make it easier or harder? Makes it easier or harder than like... 
what makes what exactly just like like seeing the the new breakups and everything Mm. do you think it makes it easier in that you're like exposure therapy or it makes it harder because you have access to it in like a you can't just I think if you have any kind of self-control issues it's not great because then you just torture yourself don't I know it but you know I think you your but point about exposure therapy, therapy I would is, agree, yeah. I would kind of agree. Where it's just like Carrie's so startled by the thing out of the blue, whereas, you know, if she'd seen f- photos of them, like, traveling and whatever, she maybe would be steeled for it in a different way. All right. Let's get into an introduction of what you may not know is a huge character in the series Sex and the City, Magda. I thought she was mm. she was going to stick around. When she came in, I was like, this is someone important. Love I and love I, a Magda. part of this episode is really um, iconic too, like parts I'd seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched this episode with my mom. I just also <gasps> want to say, wow, big one. Yeah, because my I was over at my parents and they have HBO uh-huh. on demand, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I'll just watch it here. So I feel like my Mag- my experience of the Magda storyline was somewhat uh-huh. impinged upon <laughs> by watch by having to see the vibrator there right. while I was sitting next to my mom on the couch. Although I watched Sex in the City the first time around. In my parents' house also. Wow. So maybe it's just consistent. Maybe. I like it. I love Magda. So Magda is a cleaning lady who Miranda has hired. And a she's, relationship she's getting into. And she is just like rearranging everything. She's like these things. But she does it all with a very nice smile and like, yes, this will be better for you. She doesn't. She wants to give Miranda tea instead of coffee. And she's, she's moved her glasses. And Miranda's like, it, I don't need a mom. You know, I hired someone to, to clean my house, not. I think Miranda's being dramatic, personally. I'd be annoyed. Yeah, but like, this I I agree. I think Miranda's like, well, I hate being there when she's there because then I feel like I have to be cleaning. It's like, if you're going to commit to like being the woman who has a cleaning lady, like, be the woman who has a cleaning lady. Like, don't, like, I think, I don't know if she feels guilty that she has a, I, I don't know, like. Right. Well, I definitely feel very invested in the point of view of anyone who comes into my house. Yeah. Right. Whether it's someone who's like, renting a room in the back or the I do have a woman who cleans like once a month or something and mm-hmm. I'm always kind of like I, I, I so I relate to her but I think that the fact that she's positioning it or that she's presenting it to her friends as an actual problem is melodramatic yes to me that that's yes the, what I would be really annoyed about is the way she like inserts herself in Miranda's life yeah which is yeah oh, I, oh it it is it is annoying and it's also like it's what i think is fun about it is that it's the confirmation of all of these fears because right, like when right. um when this woman yeah, tina exactly. is cleaning my apartment i'm always like is she thinking you know i would sort of like cecilia would be there and i would be kind of like trying to pretend like no one else was there in the, <laughs> right. in the bedroom and then i'd be like oh no now she knows and, and but like obviously she's not saying anything right, about right. it but if she were to then you break the fourth wall yeah. and you're in this and yeah you're in this so yeah miranda i think just miranda has a lot of complexes about being a successful woman and so because she gets a lot of pushback oh, from everywhere around her so it's understandable right but i think that like I think this is a hang up for her. Well, also bit. like right now you just order, you know, a handy. Yeah. So, um, Oh no. Okay. So they're in, this a, is wild. They're in a store and Miranda's complaining. Carrie goes in to try stuff on and she needs a smaller size and, and Miranda tries to protect her again. And Natasha, because Natasha has walked out in white in like a, a mock wedding dress almost <laughs> just to taunt Carrie further. And Carrie's like in her bra with the too big thing held up over her. All 5'10 of her. <laughs> yep. I was distracted during this scene about why Natasha was wearing a wedding dress. 
Yeah. yeah. She says it's for this, like, luncheon she's going to host. Right. And Carrie's like, oh, I'm a part of that. I'm going to that. And <laughs> Natasha's like, great. <laughs> I'll see you there. Because um, she's organizing it. So it's a it's a not, not a fun conversation, really, for either of them. But they both handle it fine. Well, my question is, how much does Natasha know about Carrie? Right. It seems like a lot. It does. Because when they meet her in the Hamptons, she's like, oh, I've heard so much about you. Okay. And okay. also she, like, she sees Carrie in the mirror for, like, a split second. And she's like, Carrie? You know, which if you don't know mm-hmm. someone and it's the ex-girlfriend. Now wife. Yeah. No, I mean, it for her, you oh. know, to see Carrie. I wouldn't be like, hey, Carrie. So she calls Samantha, and this is so funny. I've talked to her twice. Once I was in a cowboy hat, and once I was in my bra. I'm like, freaking Annie, get your clothes on. I I just love a good musical theater joke. Yes, me too. can't take that away from me. There are lots of them in this one, and I got most of them. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I knew you would be. So now she calls Samantha because, all right. Also, Samantha inventing the selfie ring light here. Mm. <laughs> that's just. That's I know just, it's just a lit mirror. It just made me laugh. Just in the in the category category is are they all in Carrie's head? <laughs> this episode is they are compartmentalized in very specific ways uh-huh. that makes one believe that maybe one person is just having this experience all on her own with her imaginary friend. I've right. never heard that Reddit theory but i like it <laughs> it's all me it's all me sarah jessica parker but then sarah jessica parker was interviewed on another podcast and like talked about that theory and we were like what you think it too <laughs> crazy yeah me and sarah jessica parker have a lot in common they mm-hmm. do they do agreed but yes yeah, sam is playing a very specific role for her and she agrees to go to this luncheon with carrie um to like be her support now that she's committed to they Carol. love to pit women against women on sex in the city yeah, You're not either. these Although four. Although they are really good friends. The well, the four and that was something that was really innovative about it at right, the time. Right, right. Yes. And that, this episode is I mean, strong. I know, like, I'm like the... <laughs> no, 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 I want to be like, it. you got, like, the listening public. Like, I'm not that old. I'm talking like, I'm like, in, like the uh, New York Historical Society. What is she wearing? That's so funny. She's, it's like, I wondered if it was like a, just a shirt or a night thing or like a slip. Her it's hair weird. is wild in this episode. It's very good. She has some, um curly ones that are Ooh, my favorite she's wondering everybody everybody she everybody goes. come in come in come get close come i close. started to wonder are there women in new york who are just there to make us feel bad about ourselves i love the specific new york thing lest mm-hmm. we forget this and is then a it show. cuts straight to magda yes oh lest we forget this is a show what <laughs> about new york <laughs> just in case Do yes we think magda is just rearranging and in carrie's space but w- miranda's space Sorry, yep. What That's do we her name? think about that? Do we think that there are women who I I think about this a lot and as like someone who works at the front desk of a fitness studio, <laughs> I like see these women walk in and I'm like, You're like sixty years old and have a better body than I <laughs> do. And also it's very like it's very weird, like this yo- and being in yoga teacher training, I feel like the first day all I did and I don't it's like sick of me and, and like this is how we've been grown up. I like look around and I'm like, All these girls, huh? <laughs> and they're all amazing right but it's like there's one girl that's like that's my yoga teacher nemesis and then uh, i interacted with her and she's lovely mm-hmm. then i have a new, new plan. Yoga <laughs> teacher nemesis, and it just keeps breaking down because do you all... think you have these nemeses to encourage you or you actually don't like them i have never spoken to them but i mean is it sort of like oh good i have a nemesis over there that'll make me want to 
do better or is it no, just no. For fun? I'm just like she's so pretty I hate her <laughs> it's like this. I like I I have to say like I think the weirdest thing about this I wonder for me is maybe the phrasing mm-hmm. do these do other women exist just to make because it's objectifying them well it's just kind of like they're whole people right they also you know it's very self-centered carrie's very self-centered it's very much like no one exists to make you feel a way Mm -hmm. if you feel that way that's because you have these insecurities that (laughs) many of us do but what a weird question to ask because like of course not (laughs) right like they do make us feel bad but no no but for miranda it was a certain ukrainian housekeeper this is very it's funny. Also, Miranda's wearing a Mensa shirt. Yes, like, she of is. course she is. <laughs> I'm like, what time is is she here? What time is this? Is is Miranda like getting ready for bed? Is she getting, no, ready, getting for ready for the for morning? Work. Yeah, so Magda's there. Oh, so yeah, like I think maybe it's a six, weekend. Seven AM. Okay, or that. I wouldn't have Miranda's whole demographic just means something so different to me now that yes, uh, right? now that I know people who are lawyers who've graduated school because yes. before I was just like oh Miranda's doing well I don't know <laughs> but now you know she's so uptight even her whole fixation on Magda like that she can't let it go that's all part of the type a right. kind of law well Magda's like thinks. I've I've uh yeah it makes sense it fits in with everything I know mm-hmm. about the law Magda finds her vibrator and her condoms. She's in her like, I've organized everything drawer. else, so I'll organize this. And Miranda's like, not that one. And it's her very funnily arranged, like immaculately <laughs> laid out. They're like condoms <laughs> spread. Um, and, and Magda's Mar- like, what is this? And Miranda immediately goes on the defense. Is like, I have a boyfriend. And then before that, there was no one. Ah, the giant. I'm just penis. a woman. Um, Magda isn't like saying anything really except then Miranda leaves and she says God God bless bless you and so Miranda bless her truly comes back into the room and she's like I don't need you to bless me (laughs) I don't need God to bless me so then they all she's taking it all pretty hard yeah they all go to the spa because when you have an expendable income you can do that Mm -hmm. indeed and then they go multiple times this episode so very expendable all of their hair looks so good they all look really lovely in this episode but then when don't they so at the end of the spa, whatever they do, they, they go, go to, the steam room. to the steam room. Biggest steam room I've ever seen, first of all. It's a fucking palace in there. There are people like emerging from the steam on I all I want to know where this is. So I can go? Yeah. <laughs> this is the first episode we see vagines. Oh, they're talking also about like the goody drawer. So like that drawer that oh, you... Yeah. While we're on that really fast Magda thing, Magda buys her a pie, uh, um, a, uh, a rolling, rolling pin. pin. Oh, Thank yeah. you. And I was like, what? So she can make Service pie. worker arbitrarily buys things for the person they work for. It's a weird plot point. Tina bought me a mop. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I've actually done stuff like that before occasionally. But what a like brand new job. <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. spend my money to. That's nice. But it was they're really nice. It was, it was very What nice. a good guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, gift. I, then I tried gift. to pay her back. You had to pay her back. I tried to pay her back. You know, I thought I should. It didn't really seem like it was a gift. Right. It was more just like the mop you have is gross and I can't clean it. Oh, right. I know what you mean. (laughs) But a gift is a choice. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there you go. Thank Um, you. So maybe that was an act of two. I shouldn't judge. Do you have a goodie drawer? I have a goodie drawer. Not a drawer, but I have like a little. I mean, like it's where I keep my condoms. I don't have like a bedside table with a. My bedside table. Yeah, I don't have any drawers. They're right. That's where you put things. There are things around. Yeah, I have stuff stashed. Mm hmm. Me too. Got what I need. All right, great. Everybody, go good team. talk. Although I must say, Miranda would probably love today's selection of vibrators because hers really looks not that. Well, fun, some, Charlotte's like, who me? Not 
me. And we're like, we all know you have a vibrator. We you watched all bought the whole them episode. together. Yeah. And you used it obsessively. Yeah. Although then doesn't she at the end, she's like, she doesn't want to because it's ruining her life. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Oh, Because she orgasms like too much with it. And Samantha <laughs> what has, a, problem has, to has have. a goodie closet. Right. Of course she does. So they go into the steam room. Oh, and she talks about nipple clamps, which are a funny thing. And she's like, they're not for me. They're for them. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many naked women in this episode. And so on TV, Carrie, Samantha and Miranda, Miranda sit down and take their towels off. And Charlotte's like. Also, the music that plays whenever they're in the spa, whenever they're in the spa, the first time they're in the spa, it's like the transition from Doug, the cartoon, if you remember. Yes. It's like, it's like raspy, like, like gaspy scatting. And then there's a lot of weird choir music. There's a lot of music. It's super strange. We'll play. I'll put in a clip of some of it whenever it comes in. So Charlotte's having a moment clearly. And she's like, I'm too hot. I'm going to leave. And they all kind of make fun of her. Except Carrie gets up after her and is like, what's actually wrong? They look at her in unison like it's the fucking Heathers. <laughs> that's exactly what it is i did feel like i was like charlotte what's going what's I really know, going I on is she, she like can't handle her attraction like, to all of these other women. right charlotte is me at like 14 i'm like i can't see other boobies mm, other than my mm. boobies but now it's like we're all boobies come on boobies everywhere boobies free and she says this really cute thing um also, Charlotte's just so cute she looks like fucking mrs claus in the face right there her little red nose she's and like cheeks. a bunny a little bunny I want to know what she says about oh, the naked house. Twelve fifty eight. I just think that the term naked house is so. Funny. It's evocative though. Like I, you know what she means immediately, right? It's so funny. And Carrie like does a really good job of talking her down and like what's actually up. And Miranda, not Miranda, Charlotte's like, all those women in there were just looking at me like my. They could see how big my thighs were. Which, I know it's a little eye roll. I have no time for that. I know. But it's, you know, it's kind of funny because you still like that it's being addressed. It's real. That's a very real thing, but it's like. Well, they do it on such a simple, superficial level, maybe, where you're like, what, what do women hate about themselves? Thighs. Charlotte's going to hate her thighs. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of as deep as it goes. But she's mentioned it before, I think, in that episode in the first season where they're sweeping through the magazine. Oh, sure. She talks about her thighs. Well, Samantha, nope. Holy shit. Carrie does the good friend thing and is like, please, like, you're beautiful. You're, you have X, Y, Z, like, she's, it's very sweet. This episode is like a very real, oh, well, I'll talk about it. That, the they, they have that, that conversation that's like amazing friend combo. Yeah. So Christopher Sieber? Oh, no, I was just no, like, this, should we pause yeah, it? Yeah, this, this plot point. Is this that who that is? Line. Christopher Sieber? Well, just wait, one other thing about that. I didn't grow up in a naked house. Yes. And then neither did I, but I'm comfortable in there. And then they point to this topless mm-hmm. girl behind there and there goes, well, she grew up in a naked house. And even and though Sarah Jessica Parker's like, I think she still lives yeah. in one. <laughs> and it's funny because she's joking with her friend to try and calm right. her down. But it's a, it's a great little insight and how arbitrary all of our biases are. Though, all right? Because like all, what that girl's doing is she's just outside of a locker she's topless because she's about Changing. to put on her top that seems that's like just I perfectly normal thought. did you do no, i think i like, think she's like blow drying her hair with her oh, top off. Okay, okay well i have to but say still, i've made the full room. transition oh in my life i've made the full transition on this topic from charlotte to full samantha Damn. i am naked in locker rooms oh yeah like, oh yeah forget same. about it same. as much as i can be i just don't care no nor should we and it's freeing feels mm-hmm. great well, sometimes so, I'm like, it's there's a lot happening. That's fair. With my own body. Yeah. Because boobs, I just, they're hard. Boobs are a lot when you have I mean, a they're lot. very soft, 
but they're like difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Soft but difficult, the boob story. <laughs> and also difficult is this plot. So <laughs> Samantha runs into some random a, a lady who just walks up and <laughs> opens her fucking mouth and is like you should get massaged by christopher it's christopher sieber is kevin it? his name is kevin but yeah. gonna, i think the actor is who i think it is mm-hmm. and she's like he eats you out <laughs> he went down on me and, and samantha's like, like you're kidding and she's like nope book him right now well one thing i love about this is that this is why the show was outrageous then and like it still is <laughs> now yes. it's almost more perverse yes. now because it's like we've gotten more progressive, but like not in the way that people <laughs> get oral sex from their masseurs. That's still really sketchy. It's weird. It's also, like a high I can't stuff. imagine hearing that someone puts his mouth on a bunch of other vaginas and then wants it on mine. I was thinking that exact yeah, same me thing. Too, me too. I was also like, what a... It, it's not an organic move from no. a massage. I mean, well, no. well I mean, I mean it depends. Well, okay. But an actual real like deep tissue massage is, is. But for like someone who's being paid for that. It, oh, right. I mean like, yes, there are times when I'm, if I'm getting a massage and like, they're like in my inner thigh and I'm like, <laughs> right. but it's like also painful, but I no point am I like, they're about to go on my vagine juice. But even if they were, you wouldn't think oral sex would be their mode. No. There's not exactly a lot of plausible deniability going on there. No, definitely not. Although he must have. I'm going to assume he obtains consent from these women who clearly want it enthusiastically, you know. So I guess it's like you get to a point and ask. The way that I imagined it was that there was no discussion about it. Really? But that was... And these women were just wanting it. it. I see, Mm -hmm. I see. All problematic. Ugh. And so Samantha Ugh. puts herself on that waitlist. It's just wait so list. weird to me. Wait, Samantha this... wants it. She can get whatever she wants, wherever she wants. For someone to go down on her? What's the, what, what seals it? The woman is like, he's. He goes down on her. Oh, no, no she he walks him. by and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, I want that. Well, I think this is what makes, this is the cartoonish part of the show. Yeah. You know, she's just like in a candy store and there's, there's some candy that she wants. It's right. Kevin this time. And she can pay for it. <laughs> very problematic was this the problematic storyline that you were talking about no there's more to come what is it i'm I curious in all caps this episode is problematic and i don't know why. well you don't like carrie's scene at the end too the perfect women stuff that might partially be what you were thinking of we'll see what what's what strikes me when we get there so miranda goes home steve is out of town and this is she's so about to fucking funny masturbate it up and she opens her goodie drawer and instead of her vibrator is a statue or anything of the virgin mary in a box of tissues <laughs> and let me say if you're watching this scene with your mother you've never been happier to see the virgin mary i was like oh god don't show me oh, that no, vibrator yeah, again masturbation scene. No, yeah, no thank you masturbation there's, actually, there's almost there's no sex in this episode basically carrie looks like a crazy person it's a rare one <laughs> This once hair again, is not good for her. Once again, she spends money she doesn't have on shoes. On shoes. And she's going to spend her rent's rent. worth on a dress. I'm like, first of all, again, what the fuck are you paying for that apartment? I need to know how much this dress is. What and do you two, think? that's dumb as hell, Carrie. I, don't I think know. it's going to be. What do you think? I bet she pays like 1200 for her apartment. No way. 20 that's... years ago? Mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Because it's. Well, it's a one bedroom. It is. 15. 15 yeah, maybe, maybe 15. On the Upper East. On the side. Upper East, too. 15. Doorman. Oh, does yeah. she have a doorman? She's gotta. I don't know if she does. You don't think? Maybe she doesn't. No, I don't think she does. She doesn't have a doorman. I'm assuming it's not a walk-up. No sign of a washer No, dryer. it's a walk-up. Is it a walk-up? It's gotta be. It's kind of a little townhouse-ish, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't know. 
I mean, yeah. she's definitely on a second or third floor, but. Great. So it's a lot. Anyway. Anyway. Carrie's real estate questions. I'm just like trying to imagine been. like what a dress that is over a thousand dollars would be like to wear. And why the hell you would wear that to a, one luncheon with your ex's wife. That's I why. I love how much money wild. Carrie spends on clothes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is a defining character trait, honestly. Yeah. And it's, if you, it's really different from the rest of her personality. Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really r- risk taking mm-hmm. and go for broke literally. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, how many times has she had? It's her very creative. Now? Yeah. Cause fashion is really an outlet for her. Yeah. And the few times that I've ever spent way more money than I could on an item of clothing, I've been really happy. It's made me really happy. Mm-hmm. I just spent $145 on a pair of pants and they're the best pants I have. And I will love them. Good choices. They're really good pants. And they can are very versatile. I think that was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone. A splurge is good, man. A splurge is I good. I forget because I'm such a fucking bargain shopper. But then sometimes you just got to have I something. haven't gone shopping in a really long time. Me either. I miss it. I, I don't really shopping. shop. But when I do, I like to spend too much money. So yeah. maybe, maybe I'm finding out. my carry. <gasps> that is your Because carry. I only like to buy things for an occasion and to spend too much money. That's very so that's Carrie. very Carrie. At least in this episode. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Love it. Wow. So she's having lunch with or coffee with Charlotte and she orders like this yummy sounding cake and then Charlotte's like, cup of fruit. And so like <laughs> Charlotte's like. Carrie's literally like that super rich, decadent looking flourless chocolate cake. <laughs> Just to really throw it. Throw it home, baby. And she mentions her thighs again and Carrie's Car- like, stop. Charlotte does, yeah. She's like, you're, you're, you know, you're being. The problem's in your head, not yeah. your feet. That's well, what she says, which is smart. that's annoying about Charlotte's storyline here is it's not really clear why she goes on this anxiety thing about no. her thighs to begin with. I guess it's just to be on theme with Carrie's... Being well, around like other women. Was looking yeah, at the thighs. comparisons of the other w- naked right. women no, in Right, no, I mean, I get it in terms of the themes of the episode, right. but I feel like aren't other women looking at her in other episodes too? Right. It's just But a, she's a not naked. Mm-hmm. So with Carrie, Carrie shows these gets ugly shoes. The most hideous fucking shoes. And she's like, oh, <gasps> will so I? Ugly. So ugly. I thought Charlotte was going to say something. I know. For a moment, she's she made like, this expression. Like, and, and Carrie's Maybe like, she was thinking it. <laughs> I have this complex about Natasha and it'll be over when she sees me looking fabulous. Like, but Carrie's also like, these shoes are just tall enough that I'll be looking her in the face if she's in flats, but why would she wear flats? And I'm like, wait, now you have to be as tall as her to, to be to on make equal eye ground. She doesn't want to look yeah. down at her. I understand that. Fair. fair. I, as a shorty, mm-hmm. feel that. I also like understand where Carrie's coming from on like, uh, like five levels down. Yes. Like if you know you're going to be in the same space as Oh, yeah. As I really oh, I related feel to it. Carrie about this because it's, I feel it's it like hard. a costume. You want to have the yes. costume so that you feel like mask. you're the role. Yeah. And then you can project say your the lines. self and totally. your, yeah, you can make it, you can make that person see what you want them to see. Yeah. And even though there was reasonably so Charlotte and everybody else was kind of like, what is this going to accomplish? You're not going to be able to get over your issues this way. I was like, well, maybe she will. Maybe this is how yeah. Carrie does it. Maybe you this just is her kill. one and done. And mm-hmm. yeah. And Charlotte gives this really nice thing. You don't have to prove anything. You are stunning and intelligent and funny. And what is she? Married. That's all. You could go to that luncheon wearing what you're wearing right now and still be the most incredible woman in the room. Wow. Why can't you do that for yourself? Because Charlotte's like, the thing about marriage, like that's huge for Charlotte to say, Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, it's so nice. And it's like, I feel like between the two of them, they both have this back and forth. And I feel like this is so true of like close female friendships Mm -hmm. where like, 
you could laud the other one for days and days and days, but you turn it on yourself and you're like, I'm a piece of trash. Yeah. And the other one's like, no, you're not a piece of trash. I'm a, this is how I see you. Why can't you see you this way? And it's like mm-hmm. really beautiful moment of friendship. Like this is what is what made the show special. Especially given what, you know, the journey of the show, like they've been there back and forth for each other throughout this, like the two of them in particular. Yeah. That's really sweet. I, yeah. I do love their friendships. I do love the it's individual. It's the glue. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. I recently heard this idea that in comedy... <laughs> she sneaks around forever. <laughs> just Everybody just listen to this music. So I heard this theory that in comedy, in any group of four... Have you guys heard about this? There's the mother, the father, mm-hmm. the scholar, and the clown. I haven't heard this, but I love it. And so in Seinfeld, mother is Elaine, father is Jerry, scholar is Kramer, clown is George. Oh, sure. And I was thinking, what is it Who with them? Be? It's so hard to say because you would... I think... I think... Samantha would be the clown. That's what I was thinking. But then she's also... Kind of I would father. say everything that I've I think she's the father. Oh, I think she's I the think father. Charlotte's the clown. I would, yeah, or Miranda, or maybe Carrie's the clown. Carrie Carrie's the mother. No, maybe Charlotte is I the think, mother. I would Samantha's say Samantha's Mar- the father. Miranda's the scholar, and Carrie's Carrie the clown. is the I one think, who's not the clown. I think sh- I think Charlotte could also be the scholar. Yeah, I think Miranda could also. I think and Miranda Carrie, could. I think Miranda could also be the father. Is I that think, crazy? Yeah, <laughs> I think Carrie could also be the scholar. Because of the right. Oh, that's true. So maybe Miranda. Or they're all the multifaceted wonders of one person. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go for it. Yeah. It's a good theory. Well, they are. Theory. I like the idea that they're all in Carrie's head. Carrie's it head. It makes sense. It's the Mr. Robot of, hey. of Sex and the City. Lucy wrote for Mr. Robot, everybody. She's really cool. Because she's amazing. Just needed to drop <laughs> I'm so glad you did. <laughs> Well, we didn't ask you. We'll ask you to pitch yourself at the end. Well, you guys should ask other people what they think yeah. about the mother, father, son, yeah. If you, are it's you a fun. Harry Potter person? I've read only one. Oh, my God. Get out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after this Glee music is oh, playing. Oh, man. Now I'm thinking about it, though. We just basically ran them all through each of the four, and now I want to know what it is. I think what it's it going to be a working. Okay. We'll think about Email it. Us. It's been fixating me also. DM us what you think they are. Yeah, tell us. Tell please, us your please four Please interact songs. with us on Children's Room We love it when people do. It makes us so happy. It makes me cry. I know. In a happy way. I'm yeah. like Kristen Bell. If I'm not between a three and a six, I'm crying. Mm. Carrie Ann sent me a really sweet message the other day. Just to be like, hope you're having a good day. Because your fall is hard. Because you're Cause sad. Because my, like, my Twitter is crazy. Bridget's Twitter is, right now is like really, really I dark. I vacillate. Well, fall just makes me like oh, fatalistic as hell. It. That sounds great. Oh, good. That's all I do. Well, hold on, and then let's move yes. on. I'm going for Samantha's the father, Carrie is the mother, Miranda's the scholar, and Charlotte is the clown. I think you were right. Charlotte's the clown. Interesting. I think Charlotte's the clown because Charlotte, Charlotte always be is the like, clown. The I'm not going to try butt sex. Maybe. I'm not going to try threesome. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Fair. I think that's I can't a good let call. other people see my boobies. Maybe. So that makes clown. sense then because I think Miranda's not the mother. I don't think Carrie's the mother, though. Carrie needs to be taken care of. I think Carrie's the scholar and Samantha... And um, Miranda are the mother and father. Oh. But I don't know if Miranda's... I would say Miranda's the father. 
Samantha could be the mother. Do you think? I think about just she's her, everyone's mom. Yeah, yeah. Think about I, group she's, mom. She's so sexual, so birthing a mother. Sure, there mother we go. Mother, very like. Wait, you think Samantha's the mother? No, I don't. No, I just no, I don't think she's the mother, which is the problem I because I think be. I don't think Miranda she's is very protective. Like a lion. But she's like a father. But she's not nurturing, as the, I don't think, in the same way that mothers are thought of. Meep moop. Okay. It's, this is really challenging our definitions of it's mothers true. and fathers. Constructs. And clowns. Yeah, and clowns. Well, it just, might only apply to Seinfeld. Play, I'm going to go back to the source. Did you just write a play called Mothers, Fathers, and Clowns? Yes. Or should I write the play? Do it. I was, my dad told me I should write plays, and I told him that thinking about writing an, a voice for another person makes me nauseous. Wow. <laughs> that like, might I'm, not be for you, I'm like, I, No, no, it's not. I know that. I was like, <laughs> I've thought about it, and then, like, I'm like, I could, that's why I, I'm here, so I can just talk. Well, maybe they could all be for you, but just different versions of you. Like this. Yeah. <gasps> I wrote Sex in the City. Whoa. I'm Darren Stover. Okay. So Samantha's getting her massage by Christopher Sieber. Nothing is happening. She keeps expecting to. And then she's like, there are only 15 minutes left. I'm going to do this myself. And so also, she grabs his dick. Kim, but Kim Cattrall's calves are like literally yes. a work of art. Mm. All of her. And so she's doing her she Samantha thing. Where she's, like, <laughs> she's making a pervy face. Where she's mm-hmm. like, oh, yes. I can't wait. He's like, are you ready to turn over? And she's I like. I most certainly I am. love fucking. <laughs> Please <laughs> touch me. Fucking about. Yes, indeed. And she's like, I have a goodie closet. Like he's like, does that is this okay? And she's like, mm. he asks that about every time he touches her. Look at her. Cat. So he is asking for consent. He is. See, that's what made me think of it. Because so when we got to this, very scene, close to her vijuji and doesn't touch anything, and she's like, well, and so Carrie's like voiceovers to take Samantha? matters into her oh, own yeah, hands. Yeah. Samantha grabs his cock. She does. First, she sees it's only 15 minutes. She right. She's busy. like, listen, if we're going to get this done, mm. we got to do it. It's such a light grab. It's really not aggressive. It's like he's wearing a cup. Like, it's like yeah. really all there. But it's it's just the concept of it is aggressive. What well, that's I don't think certainly I would true. Get that's to that certainly, point it's not like that. if you do it slowly, then <laughs> it's okay. It's, well, it's just so fucking presumptuous. I would assume I'd gotten something wrong. If I ever got to this point where I wanted this man's mouth on my vagina, which I just can't believe she'd want... She finds that hot, I so, guess. That's where we're suspending disbelief. Right. So, um... <laughs> she gets called into like, the owner of the spa. She gets well, I, hold on, though. I do think it's the boundaries being crossed that's turning her on. Right. Okay, fair. Also, he's just, like, man candy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, the the woman is, like, threatening to kick Samantha she, out She's of like, you'll spa. never be back in the spa. And he's, she's like, I heard from a very... From a She's client. like, I know for sure. And he, she... That he ate, he eats her out, eats people out, and and the owner looks at Christopher Sieber, and he's like, Me? I have a question. Me? I don't know if you guys were wondering this, but why is he discriminating against? I Samantha? wondered because it doesn't make any sense, or maybe he just doesn't think she's in. Maybe he's like, I have to keep this contained to these few women, or mm-hmm. else I'll get fucking fired. Yeah, and so but she's in not that in case, why would he why? complain about the cock grab? Maybe he doesn't want it to get out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want her to tell. Yeah. Maybe there's like a code word you have to say when you get on the table, but wouldn't that woman have told prostitution her? Light well, one thing I massage. love about Samantha, especially in the light of this being the episode where people feel bad about themselves, is that she never seems no. to ask this question. No. She's never like, why didn't he want me? No. Never. She, well, she gets mad and she starts yelling about it at this. So they're at the luncheon, Carrie and Samantha. She, she's really pressed ladies that he didn't eat her in. out. Ladies who luncheon. I know. There it is. Get it out. Get it out Hello, of here. Hello, company. Very good, Bridget. Thank you. 
<laughs> that was for a point. Oh, I was expecting. I'm telling you, it was entrapment, false advertising, and blatant discrimination. You can't just randomly go down on one person and not on another. I paid good money expecting to be eaten out. And Carrie's so funny. She's like, I don't think I want to be talking about that as my most amazing self. <laughs> that dress cannot be worth a month's rent. No, no, no. It's no. not nearly. It's not Unless even one of her it's better. it's rent control. Ooh, her hair looks Maybe. amazing to, in this one. It's a lot. So Mimi. At first, you're like, she's checking in at this luncheon. She's like, I've never been to an event before. Don't have my invite, but I should be on the list. She and at first, adorable. you're like, is she Everything's not going to be on? Oh, yeah. She's on the back of the list. I had a moment. List. Yeah, she's on there. And she's like, oh, Natasha's not Just here Just really yet. quick about talking about while we're talking about our most amazing selves. Mm-hmm. So in yoga, there's like this fifth plane of being where you're like, that's the goal from yoga. Like, because yoga in its like original form is literally just like sitting and meditating. And the woman who was giving her a lecture was like talking about how she's only reached it like twice in her whole time practicing. And I was like, I'll never get there. And then I was doing Shavasana the other day. And I started thinking about what I was going to have for dinner. <laughs> and, and like, I was started creating a, like, perfect plate of food in my head. And I, when, when we, she took us out of Shavasana, I thought that I had ent- re-entered a plane of reality. And so I think that food might be my truest truth. <laughs> and I was just thinking about how I have never been more zent out than when I was thinking about my dream meal. Maybe that's your key. I don't know. Just say it. It made me feel zen. It made me laugh out loud. I was like, oh my God, the thing (laughs) that brings me the most peace is food (laughs) and like the perfect plate of food. Oh, but of course I'm hungry. Yep. Always. So she is on the list. She gets checked in. She's like, I see Natasha is not here yet. Oh, Natasha's not coming, says Mimi. Natasha is sick, says Mimi. (laughs) (laughs) So disappointing. So disappointing. But also like a really fast way to learn your lesson, I guess. Mm -hmm. This whole time you're like, Carrie, why are you doing this? And then you're like, maybe it's her way of coping. And then it's like, well, that was a silly way to spend that money. Carrie's like, fuck, I spent all my money for not. Oh, and then I love this part. Samantha said, well, I paid $85 and I'm going to have our two drinks. Yes. I love that because I, I was just really pleased to find out the amount. Yes. The specific amount they mm-hmm. paid for these tickets. I agree. Also, you know what? Get your money's worth. Hell yeah. <laughs> drink Probably those a really drinks. good cocktail or something. A loser on the rocks. What do you feel like? <laughs> a loser on the rocks. I want to use that. It's <laughs> a great line. I'm going to start using that. How do you feel, Brooke? Ugh, like a loser on the rocks. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Um, so Miranda confronts Magda and holds up the Virgin Mary and goes, who is this and what is it doing in my bedroom? <laughs> Could we put this in? Or- I need a housekeeper who will clean my apartment and stop judging me because I'm a 34-year-old single woman living in New York. I drink coffee and have sex and buy pies and enjoy battery-operated devices. If you can't deal with that, I will find another housekeeper who can. Kramer, hold on. Look at her outfit. <laughs> Which one is Kramer? In Seinfeld. I know. Is he the... Oh, the guy with the curly hair no, who's no. always wearing... Is he the scholar? Oh, he, no, oh he's the uh, scholar. So maybe... Mar- so I think funny. Miranda, as a lawyer, would be yeah, a scholar. Yeah, she's the scholar. Now I'm just imagining Kramer in that same fucking <laughs> suit having jacket and confront okay. Magda. Okay, okay. About where his vibrator went. Okay, I think that then we land with Carrie as the mother, Samantha as the father, Miranda as the scholar, and Charlotte as the clown. I think Boom. I think that makes most sense. Yeah. Okay. Especially because Miranda, uh, Carrie, you know, created all of them in her head. Mm-hmm. Right. She is their mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I'm at this get luncheon, an angry email from someone who's like, <laughs> stop. At this luncheon, a woman is like, I'd love to, you know, hook you up as a mentor with someone. And Carrie, who's pissed off and a little drunk, is like, yeah, if you have any kids who need mentoring, Wait. writing sex columns. <laughs> this is so funny. Samantha thinks she's being a good friend. Samantha and brings it's over so like ridiculous. the barb of this. <laughs> yes. And she's like, I went to college with Natasha too late. And she used showered to in the communal showers with guys. And she gained 10 pounds sophomore year. And Samantha's like, ah. Uh-huh. Amazing, amazing. 10 pounds. Should I give it to you? Eh? Also, I want to imagine the conversation that Samantha was having <laughs> yes. with this girl moments before. <laughs> to figure out how. Yeah, I mean, Samantha's clearly totally embarrassed yes. Carrie at this event. Yes. She must have gone around and asked everyone, do you know, do you know Natasha? Natasha? Do you have Tell any dirt on her? Could you come over here? <laughs> Did you hate her? Have you heard about Kevin? (laughs) He didn't put out. (laughs) You definitely are. uh, Oh my God, I love your Samantha. Yeah, it's really good. And Carrie's like, honestly, that is not comforting, but thank you for trying. I love you. And Samantha's like, you're going to go home and be delighted She's a she was a porker in college. Ten pounds does not a porker make. <laughs> Indeed, it does not. Thank you. Oh, and then so the women from the spa are like, Samantha Jones, you got him fired. And, and they like pop out like he- heads between curtains. Again, like, like boop, Heathers. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. And then the one in the back is like, who's going to fuck me now? And the front one was like, he fucked you. <laughs> But they're very angry because Kevin got fired. Kevin got fired. Couldn't they just, Could can't he be a freelancer now? That's what he wanted all along. I know. Seems Across like- town, Miranda's going back to her clean apartment and she took a stand and she opens her <laughs> night and she turns on the light and there's like in the same exact way that the teas were or, organized when Magda <laughs> yeah. tried to get her off coffee. Uh, there was like, a ring, ring of, of Trojans. Condoms. I just was really set proud of, the- of Miranda here. Me too. Well, she really stood up for herself in the best way. She made her point known and she won. And then she got the approval from Magda that she right, needed. Because right. that was the reason she was upset. Because yeah. Magda's disapproval, disapproval was actually really upsetting She pulls her. it off. This is why this episode felt problematic to me. In life, some women are just better. I just no. feel like Wait, that's what? Like, Did someone just say that? Carrie says that at Carrie, the end. This she's is like before. Rapping. This is when she's still in her... Yes, like because she mode. hasn't been humanized yet. But, but it's still just a like, weird thing to think that, and say. Even if I'm jealous of someone, I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like... That is just like a horrible like verbiage to put out into that the world. Some of people like are better. Young impressionable women to be watching the show to have their protagonist be like, "I'm inferior." Well, like, I think well, the Carrie's worst part very insecure, but it's relatable. That's why she's with Big. For it all is this relatable. Time. And Aiden. I mean, that's that binary. Oh, I guess you guys haven't gotten Aiden. No, but, but I know just, who he is. I mean, I know basic basic stuff. But for me, the the difficult thing about this isn't that she's isn't just that she's like some women are better it's that then when she goes on she's like those better women have perfect hair and host luncheons so this and is what blah, Carrie, blah 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 and is, it's like the idea that that to you is like the best pristine well, woman been, she's she's been on the upper east side for too long yeah but she's also, really absorbed a lot of those that's your that's your ideal yeah so she that's says it she says this very famous quote about how she'll never be one of those women with perfect hair who can wear white without spilling on herself while she lays on her bed in a completely white outfit <laughs> with immaculate hair. What isn't that must be on purpose. I mean, it's kind of, it yeah, better. Be. It has to be. It has to be. Well, she is wearing dummy, dummy flip flops. <laughs> yeah. And then she rolls over because she's gotten a thank you note from Natasha who spelled the word. Sorry, I couldn't be there. T H. 
E-I-R. And she calls Miranda. She goes, she goes, hey, Miranda, the girl's an idiot. Like, she, of course she got married so young. She's a dumbass. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> which is so funny. Which It's like, just what we would do. I mean, it's what I do ha- with friends. I literally had, yeah, that, yeah. We literally had that moment where I was like, oh, my God. I finally looked this up, and it is. I feel so much better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about this moment in terms of social media and texting because you yeah. get – you get so much more access to help people spell mm-hmm. now. And and I hear it all the time that people say like that it's a I mean it really is kind of a deal breaker. Well, it's kind I of just an issue. Saw there, there, two, two, your, your if someone it's, was if screenshotting like ridiculous Tinder bios and one guy's was like, I know the difference between there slash there slash there. I was like, that's a low fucking bar. <laughs> but it is a de- it's kind of your like Grammar. Grammar's sexy. Yeah. I mean to an extent, not in a prohibitive way. Well, I think we all want to think that it's right. a deal breaker, but probably most of us have no. been like, it was probably just a mistake. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know whatever. People are of different it, levels. Predictive of, text. Yeah. Predictive text. And writing doesn't always indicate someone's intelligence level, but I would absolutely do what Carrie does here and jump to that conclusion about Oh, Natasha. hell yes. <laughs> and I do that every time I get a text. Or Honestly. Did, or like Donald Trump Jr. misspelled two. And, oh and it, let's not open that door. Please. Did you see Ivanka the Ivanka doesn't know what anything she says means. Wait, so. did you guys see the tweet about... It was I forget who it was, but it was like a picture of Lara Trump and a headline of how yes. like Laura Trump, Lara Trump is like getting too many privileges in the white house <laughs> oh yeah the tweet was like when when, oh, when you get ahead in a yeah. when someone starts reading when a character is reintroduced in a book and you have to go back to remember who they are yeah <laughs> i saw that tweet too it's, it's so very good. funny um okay so that's the episode beautiful um who did you both relate to most we kind of talked about it but i'm gonna get a full 100 percent carry mm-hmm. which is rare for me Rary. Mm-hmm. Me too. Even though I went on that whole jag about how she's the one I relate to. I think I mean just... But this plot. I mean, Carrie is the one that everybody, like, you know... You're, That's... Yeah. She's the... That, so Especially so far, because, like, the other... Except for Save or Steve, the other three women haven't really gotten begun their arcs throughout the series. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. seems like she's written for you to identify with Well, she with is her. the protagonist. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. She's the glue that holds these group together. Like, totally. Like, th- these women are friends because of Carrie. But in this one in particular, I think it's just so, like, we all deeply understand the feeling that's driving her actions. You know, that just, like, trying to grapple with the new person who came behind you or whatever version of that circumstance because I think I'm the same I fully right. full carry plus her feelings about big are a major driver in the story even mm-hmm. if you don't like him or don't want her to be with mm-hmm. him her fixation and infatuation with him is one of the most compelling totally things. I mean it's really what drives most of her fucked me mm-hmm. up yeah <laughs> when you were 11 when I was 11 and also now like all I'm so subconsciously influenced by it mm-hmm. yeah so do you want to elaborate on that I have just, off, off just like going for Mr. Big types. Yeah, I figured. Because you think that's. But I see, this is why I wish I were here next week. I just want to say. Say it. Aiden is a dick. <gasps> Contra. Oh, I. Oh my god, you I can't can wait to ba- hear. You can come back. We can maybe have like a special episode where we just talk about the men. <gasps> that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be fun. Maybe after, because we can do some big debriefing episodes. Yeah, because what are we gonna do in the series? Well, I never realized that about him until I saw the intro episode with him oh i'm so curious now i know well, i bet you would have had a lot of fun things to say about it i've seen it okay um curious who did you resonate with also carrie which is yeah, yeah. how ploppable do we think this is 
I think I social think media would change a lot of it, but would change a lot of it. But I think the, the sentiments are still, <laughs> and it could actually friendship. be the exact same thing. They could see the announcement mm-hmm. on Facebook in the beginning, literally, and then also the have story. her say, and then they wouldn't have to run into her at the right. She shopping. Could just, she could just say, "I'm going to this event," and Kara could be like, "I'm going to go there. I'm going to look amazing." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She would post an Instagram about how she was on the, the host committee for it, and she couldn't. She can't right. wait for next week when. Well, that's the thing that's not ploppable. Then is that then Carrie and Samantha could take a picture of themselves at the lunch and looking amazing, and Natasha right. would have to see it. Yeah. So it would still... be worth something. So Carrie could have taken back the night. Mm-hmm. Take back the night. True. Um, I also think. What was I going to say? Oh, just like the general body issues, but then also the like female friendship discussions around them. Definitely. Definitely mm-hmm. Maybe a little different, but essentially the same, honestly. What about Samantha and Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, if one of my friends did that, I would be concerned. I think like if one of my friends did that, I would be so fucking happy. Really? <laughs> I, I that would make which thing grabbing the penis or or uh, having if you were if someone or was going like, in I to be got head from this guy who's notorious for giving. Head. I would be absolutely thrilled. <laughs> I would if be it all happy went for well. I probably years. would be yeah. too. Honestly, I mean, even if, I think I wouldn't want to know beforehand. But if they came to me with this story, I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I would want fair? to know beforehand. <laughs> I, I would. Love that. I would encourage them to do I'm so. I'm so glad you do. You, no, I'm. I'm. I'm realizing this because yeah. like, while it seems like completely well, revolting to me, yeah, I would. I would definitely try. Oh, and, so okay. for someone else, you're mm-hmm. like, yes, if you're interested, why wouldn't you? That mm-hmm. makes sense to Go me. Go do it. Yeah, and then I could, you know, laugh about it. We could talk about mm-hmm. it. I can make fun of her mm-hmm. for for years. That's I have years. friends I've been making fun of for things. <laughs> That's real friendship. Like that for, you know, You got to hold on to a nugget for a long time. <laughs> um, you guys, um, what was your Delta Up, Delta Down of the week? Oh, yeah. Right? Like Rose and Thorn. We're done talking about the episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, like an up oh, and a down. Man. My up was um, both things I talked about at the beginning. My sister running the marathon and reading the book today. Uh, finishing the book I was really happy about. And my Delta Down. I like never got over my sickness that I got in Chicago and now I think I'm actively getting real sick again. I, I've been in the oh, stage no. of like hacking, not, not just like this morning. I was like, I gotten all the phlegm in my lungs down, you know? Oh, and then I woke up this morning with more and I was like, oh, we're just going to start this cycle over. Um, Some phlegm talk for you from Splat Podcast. Phlegm talk. Phlegm talk. You? My Delta mm-hmm. up is also my Delta down. So my delta up and slash down is that's that very carry. <laughs> I am very carry. Mm-hmm. I'm also inclined towards metaphors, like mm-hmm. big ass metaphors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. So my job has been like the hours have been weird, and so this week I I was supposed to work every day except for today, but I ended up not working Monday, Tuesday, or tomorrow, Whoa. which is bad because I'm not getting the money. Yeah, but it's good because I've been so productive. Like yesterday, I went grocery shopping and I made curry, and it was really rainy and cold. Ooh, I made curry and I made cookies. Those cookies look insane. I have. I'll, they're, they're there. I'll bring some when I see you this weekend. Perfect. Um, and so I had like a. It was like a, the first time I've had like two full days off it felt like the first weekend I've had in months mm-hmm. and so I got to like yeah definite I like upside yesterday and then I you know was gonna take myself to a beautiful solo date <laughs> that ended up being you know rock and rolled but the universe had other plans for you it did what about you Lucy loose hmm I don't know I feel like I want to go full Charlotte slash Samantha and do just it say 
I can't share that with you guys. <gasps> oh, I love it. That's because I I feel it feels so private. Oh, good. Just anything from my life. Well, I'm glad though. Just that means rose, you're having big highs. Like something good. Okay, happen, all right. Something bad. Um, I went to my cousin's, my teenage cousin's birthday party, which was fun. Oh, that is fun. That was really fun. Change for the better. Mm-hmm. Put you in a mood. Put me in a good mood. And oh, I'm sure so many bad things have happened to me this week. I can't. <laughs> Um, the rain getting you down because <laughs> I came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. I got cold in the rain. <laughs> and then I went inside to get warm and I ate a gross sandwich. Oh. You know? Sandwiches and so then, have the potential to be so fucking I think good. I might get a yeah, sandwich. My feet home. were wet in my sneakers oh, no. and I was and then, eating, no, eating no, a no. gross sandwich. And But... Though Cold another feet. rose again, at least no one saw me like that. That's what okay, I was thinking. Okay. You know, I was like the one like person this. in the window eating this like yeah. really gross sandwich. All wet snakes. Ugh, those wet cold sneaks. toes, man. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean. Wouldn't want Natasha coming in right there. Oh, hey. Uh, good callback. <laughs> great, great. Way to keep it topical. This oh. has been beautiful. Um, just before, um, Lucy, if you want. Yes. How can we find you on social media? And also, do you have any projects that you'd like to meet Moop? Oh, um, I'm on, I'm, I'm sometimes on Twitter. I'm occasionally on Twitter. Great. So you can find me on there if you just look up my name. Okay, perfect. Which is Lucy Teitler. T-E-I-T-L-E-R. Amazing. Together. <laughs> Should we all do it together now? T-E-I-T-L-E-R. T-E-I-T-L-E-R. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be part oh. of it. <laughs> I was That's just okay. happily along We did the it way. together. T-E-I-T-L-E-R. There she goes. Oh, thank you. I'm here. Ooh, I'm here. sounded the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you. You best really nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Instagram. I am also on Instagram, Ra- kind of rarely, but that L, that's L mm-hmm. Titler, same spelling. Beautiful. No Uzi. Um, <laughs> oh, you can find my play for purchase yeah. for sale. Hey, yeah, at the Drama Bookshop. It's true. Hell and yeah. elsewhere. But if you're trying to look it up online. Don't go to Amazon because Amazon's selling it for like $200 so no one buys it and they think it's not available, but it's actually available all sorts of other places. Weird. $200. Yeah. They should fix that. (laughs) Or something ridiculous. Like, and, um, okay. Drama bookshop. Yeah. And if you want to buy one for $200, get in touch with me directly. (laughs) (laughs) Or me. Because I have 50 at my home. Amazing. Party favors. Yeah. I just want to give a quick shout out to, um, former guests of the podcast Jessica Thompson and Michael Stahl David yes because their movie The Light of the Moon is really beautiful and important and if you should you, see it if you can if you can see it uh try to and Stephanie Beatriz who I love it's really important it's a really moving and it's really I can't wait to see it I think I'm gonna see it this weekend it's really great it's at IFC right now if you're in New York and and I think hopefully it'll get a wider release um but they're great they are Brooke, um, where can I find you on social media who me whom you you can find me at uh on twitter at brooke underscore wiseman and you can find me on instagram at brooke wiseman no underscore miss social media <laughs> wait how many s's do you have in your name one mm-hmm. it's we is man wiseman okay. got it <gasps> speaking of being i Jewish, knew that i was just trying to help Oh, well done. I feel like we, we know by it. now. <laughs> we hope. I, New I, listener. I'm going to birthright in the end of January. <gasps> I didn't know that was for sure. It, That's so I exciting. I signed up yesterday. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm really fun. excited for you. I'm very pumped. I had a great time. I'm going to find the love of my life. Sounds good. Bridget. 
<laughs> you can find me on Instagram at BridgetM37 and on Twitter spouting nonsense at Mrs. Port Macklin. And collectively we are at Splat, Splat Podcast. Podcast. Or on Facebook, just Splat the Podcast. Or our website, SplatPodcast.com. It's good. It's good. Website. Email us at SplatPodcast at gmail.com. Please do. The emails are the emails is are the best. If you ever want to hear me cry, send me an email. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. And that was Splat. Splat.